0: Hey there! This is Ashley, your host for the Ready, Set, Depart podcast. Traveling with your family can be a disaster, but it doesn't have to be. Let's go! Hello and welcome to episode number two of the Ready, Set, Depart podcast. We are so glad you're here. About a month ago, we got back from nine days on the Big Island of Hawaii. And since I've spent the last few months researching for our trip, I thought I'd share with you some of the amazing things about the Big Island. When I say Hawaii, what do you think? Do you think about Waikiki Beach or Pearl Harbor or Honolulu? Most people do. But today we're gonna talk about Hawaii, also known as the Big Island. The state of Hawaii is an archipelago, which basically means that there are a lot of islands that make up Hawaii. In fact, there are 132 islands, though only seven are inhabited. Oahu, Maui, Kauai, Molokai, Lanai, Niihau, and Hawaii, or the big island. Waikiki Beach, Pearl Harbor, and Honolulu are all on Oahu, which is a beautiful island, but a very busy island. If you're like us and like things to be a little calmer, The Big Island is perfect for you. The Big Island has been in the news lately because one of its volcanoes, Mauna Loa, erupted. Mauna Loa hasn't erupted since the 80s. People flocked to the island to see this rare sight. It erupted for about 12 days and has now gone back to sleep along with Kilauea that has been slowly erupting for years. Late breaking news. Since we got back and I recorded the first part of this podcast, Kilauea started erupting again, but more on that in a minute. The Big Island, along with all of the other Hawaiian islands, was formed by volcanoes. It is the youngest in the archipelago and has one of the most active volcanoes, Kilauea. But there is a sea mound developing about, I believe they said, 40 miles to the south of the Big Island that in, you know, thousands of years will become the newest Hawaiian island. It is an amazing place to go with kids. There is so much to do and see. But a word of warning, the Hawaiian islands are not a cheap place to go. While we as a family don't always worry about that, it is something to keep in mind. The Big Island has two very distinct sides to it. There is the Hilo side, which is wetter and cooler, and the Kona side, which is much drier and warmer. In fact, Hilo and the surrounding areas can get quite cool, especially if you're expecting tropical weather. So throw in an extra layer to keep you warm on those cooler nights. It takes about two and a half hours to drive from one side of the island to the other. So it is definitely a much bigger island than Oahu, which only takes about a half an hour to drive from one side to the other. While Hilo is a bigger city, Kona has the island's only Costco. So if rotisserie chicken is on your menu as often as it is on our menu, he'll <laughs> be in the right place. We chose to stay on the Kona side of the island this time because we stayed in Hawaii Volcano National Park quite a few years ago And we wanted to see the other side of the island. Here's a travel tip for traveling with your family, whether it's your children or your parents. Get a vacation rental. Having a kitchen, multiple bedrooms, and multiple bathrooms makes for a much more enjoyable trip. We spent our vacation in a beautiful Airbnb on the water near Kona. It was perfect for my family and my parents, Papa and Lala. I'd be happy to share with you which Airbnb we stayed in. Just let me know. While we did spend a lot of our time on the Kona side of the island, we also made it over to the Hilo side one day to go to the Hawaii Volcano National Park. But more on that later. As I said, there are so many fun things to do when you're on the big island. Even though we were there for nine days, we didn't get to do everything that looked fun. So here are the highlights from our trip and some things that we'll do the next time. I'll talk more about this in a later podcast, but I love national parks and Trooper loves the junior ranger program. So that's one of the first places I look when I'm planning a trip. The Big Island has five areas run by the National Park Service. I say it that way because there is a national park plus national historic sites, a national trail and a national historical park. All are focused on preserving nature, history, culture, or all three. Now, I'm going to try to read the names of these national parks, but all but one of them are Hawaiian names. So I apologize if they aren't said correctly, but I'm trying. Take a look at the show notes for links to the different parks. The first park we went to was the Koloko Honokohau National Historical Park. They say it a lot faster than I do. Here are highlights for our visit to the Koloko Honokohau National Historical Park. Listening to the park ranger play the ukulele in the breezeway of the visitor center was so great. We got to see sea turtles, or honu as they're called in Hawaiian. They were resting in the shallows of the Honokohau beach. Afterwards, we heard that there were often babies that hang out there as well, so keep your eyes open. Do not harass the Honu. Give them plenty of space. Dipping our toes in the cool water after the hike over uneven ground was lovely. The restored village on the water was so tranquil, even with all of the other visitors around us. We really enjoyed it. We loved hiking to the Kii Pohaku or petroglyph path. The path is short, but there are quite a few petroglyphs along the way, so it's a definite visit. Here's a travel tip. If you are not up for hiking about one and a half miles round trip over uneven ground and a lot of hills to the beach, you can go back out onto Highway 19, turn right, which is south, and then at the first right, turn onto Ke La Kehe Parkway. That one's a hard one, sorry. As soon as you can turn right on Ke, Ke La Kehe Parkway, do it. And follow the road around to where it ends. You may go past some big boats that are getting sprayed off there and park in that parking lot. Then you'll see a white gate to the right of the parking lot. That's the park. Follow the trail for about 0.2 miles to get to the fish trap and just a little farther to the beach. It's a lot easier for really little legs and older legs to get over the uneven ground. An unusual park on the island is the Kahakai National Historic Trail. It is a 175-mile trail that encompasses culturally significant and historically important trails, according to the pamphlet. We walked a very small portion of the trail when we went to the petroglyphs, but you can walk all of it if you so choose. The next park on the Kona side was the Puhuhonuao, Oh, now, National Historical Park. Uh, We loved this park, and here's what we loved about it. The tikis were very impressive to see. So if you are wanting to see Hawaiian tikis, definitely go to the Oh, now, now, National Historical Park. Walking through the royal grounds, you can feel the sacredness of the place. Definitely read about it and read about why. Um, It's so sacred to them. The self-guided tour was interesting, so we definitely recommend that. We loved sitting on the benches, watching the geckos and anoles walk on the mural. It was kind of funny how they ended up some places. And uh, all of a sudden, they'd be all gone, and then they'd pop back out. They were fun to watch. If you like palm trees, you are going to love this place. Take it from me. You will love it. We got to see another honu or sea turtle and we love that. And we learned how to play Hawaiian checkers on a centuries old rock. It's such a fun game. We actually got a travel version from one of the, from the Heiau. And we play it all the time. It is a great game and it's super simple. So your kids can play it. Your parents can play it. Everyone, the whole family can play it. It's a two person game, but you can have, you know, winners and I play the winner and it's a great one. We've taken it to a lot of restaurants since we got back. So our favorite of the smaller parks was Pu'u Kohola Heiau because there were actual ruins there from the time of King Kamehameha. Look up King Kamehameha but he was the one who united the islands. But what we loved about the Heiau was the first was the ranger was really really kind to trooper and we find that at most places we go if if your kids put in any effort or ask any questions they are so willing to answer questions so he just mentioned that he had gotten um done all of the junior rangers this the Hayo was the last place we went on our trip and he mentioned that he had gotten all of the done all the junior ranger programs and she was so impressed that she just kept giving him stuff she gave him a water bottle and a a backpack and this is totally up to them this isn't something that like they just do all the time but she was just like you know he worked really hard and he deserves this and so she'd asked him some questions and told him some extra things and we have like i said found that that happens more often than not if you just take a moment to just chat with them and so that's one of the reasons we love national parks but we'll definitely talk about that later but what else we loved at the Heyao was that the trail was steep, but it was really interesting to read about and to hear um, on the self-guided tour. We really loved seeing the wall that ran down all the way to the ocean and just sort of imagining what was going on there when they created that. We loved seeing this huge fortress that was built without mortar. It was absolutely awe-inspiring. The visitor center is small, but it is so interesting. Definitely try lifting the ironwood spear and then imagining these warriors carrying that spear in that heat. There are a lot of cats and mongoose all around the visitor center, so keep your eyes open if you want to see a cat or a mongoose. Here's a travel tip. If you're looking for a nice beach that isn't super busy, Below the Heiau is a beach called Sam's Beach. There are some snorkeling places and big trees for shade. It made for a nice beach day without as many neighbors. The biggest and best national park on the Big Island is Hawaii Volcanoes National Park, just outside of Hilo. If you're staying in Kona, it's about a two and a half hour drive to the park, but it is well worth it. We would recommend purchasing the Shaka Tour for the park. Because not only will you see the best things, you'll hear some really great stories. But just an aside on the Shaka Tour, it's an app you put on the, your phone that uses your GPS. So it triggers talks and it'll tell you when to turn and play fun Hawaiian music and tell you stories along the way. So I would definitely use that if uh, you're at all interested in the history of the area. The highlights of our trip to the um, National Park were, first, it didn't rain that day. They mentioned that it had been really rainy and cold lately, but we had clear weather. The Kilauea caldera is a must to see, if you can. When we were there, it was just steaming. But about a week later, it was filled with lava. And to this day, as I record this, it is still filled with lava. So definitely check at the ranger station to see how close you can get. If you can, go to the Kilauea Overlook to get the best views inside the caldera. While you're on the way back from the overlook, stop at the steam vents. It's hilarious to stand in the steam. And it was also kind of nice because the sun was going down, so it was getting chilly and the steam was really warm. While you're in the park, be on the lookout for interesting birds. We have seen nene there, which are the Hawaiian state bird. And this time around, we saw a Kalij pheasant. And it was a very beautiful pheasant, and I had never seen anything like that before. So it's kind of interesting. The Thurston lava tubes are a must, but hard to find a parking space for. (laughs) There is an overflow parking lot just past it, just below it. So watch out for that if you can't get parking along the, the street right there. Another thing to say about the Thurston Lavin tube, you go, it's a lot of stairs down and then a lot of stairs back up. So if you have anybody with mobility issues or little tiny legs, it might take a few minutes, but it's definitely worth it and definitely something you should do. Like I said, had my parents with us and they had a great time and loved going through it, but it was, we did have to take some breaks along the way. And the end of the chain of Craters Road is the Halle Sea Arch. And it is beautiful. Definitely take a minute to get out and see it. And scientists say it won't be around for much longer because of the erosion. Like big blocks have come off of it as the the waves erode it. So definitely get a a view of it while you can. Here is a travel tip for Volcano National Park. Bring a jacket. (laughs) We forgot about this tip this time and it got chilly once the sun went down. We were there in December. It's winter. We had forgotten, but definitely bring a jacket or a sweatshirt. Um, You will be happy you did. All right. Now I have a question for you. Have you ever wanted to pet a seahorse or how about play with an octopus? If so, you can do both of these things on the big island. We unfortunately weren't able to play with any octopus this time around because I waited too long to make the reservation and they were sold out. But from what I can see online, the Kanaloa Octopus Farm looks pretty amazing. We did, however, get to hold seahorses at the Ocean Rider Seahorse Farm. They raised these seahorses to be sold as pets so that wild seahorses won't need to be taken for the pet trade. Our favorite parts were the tour of the facilities. They explained what seahorses eat and how difficult it is to raise them in captivity and how many things they had to learn to be successful at it. But they are very successful at it now. We got to eat the seaweed they grow for the seahorses. And Trooper loved the seaweed. He said that from then on, he loved seaweed. So he wanted to get the dried seaweed you can get at Costco. And um, he didn't like that. But he says the red stuff out of, out of their um, uh, tanks was the best. So definitely try the red stuff. We loved watching the seahorses race to the food at breakneck speed, which isn't that fast because they only use their back fin to move. So they move very slowly. And it was actually kind of funny watching some of them grab another one and slow them down, too. We thought it was so fun as we were on the tour to see the curious seahorses come up from the bottom to look at us as we were looking at them. That was really interesting. But by far, the best part was holding seahorses. Now, we didn't actually hold them as much as they held us, but it was fun to have them wrap around our fingers and just sort of hang out. Here's a travel tip for the seahorses. Try to stay as still as possible If you move, they'll swim off really quickly, but if you're very still and calm, they'll stay for a really long time, and that was really fun. When you're on the island, don't forget to head north to the Waipio Valley. Excuse me, I'm going to say it again, the Waipio Valley. This is another great shaka tour. You'll see the statue of King Kamehameha that was lost at sea, replaced, and then found You'll see a beautiful overlook where you can hike straight down to the water, but then you'll have to hike right back up. So we just viewed it from the top. Plus, you'll see rolling farms and wild turkeys and not a lot of people. It was heavenly. We I think that was my favorite part of the island. There is so much to do on the island. This is just scratching the surface. There are black sand beaches and green sand beaches, and the southernmost point of the U.S., and ATVing, and paragliding, just to name a few. But at least this time around, we weren't able to do all of those things. But we were able to go stargazing on Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea means the White Mountain in Hawaiian, and it often in the winter has a coating of, of snow at the top. In fact, when we were there, both Mauna Kea and Mauna Loa had snow. Mauna Kea is one of the preeminent places in the world for scientists to study the heavens. We went to the visitor center and watched the stars appear from there. Just as an aside, the visitor center is at about 10,000 feet elevation. So when you're going from sea level to that it can be pretty hard on you if you're not used to elevation. So be aware of the symptoms of altitude poisoning, which is nausea, dizziness, trouble breathing, and just rest when you get there or go back down. It's not worth it if you get sick. But if you have a four-wheel drive car, And no one in your group is under 13 or has any sort of lung conditions. You can go to the very top of Mauna Kea, which is about 14,000 feet. That's where the snow often is, but that also is where the big telescopes are. So you can stay up there until sunset, but then you have to come back down so that the light from your headlights doesn't affect those telescopes. It was kind of interesting to see this big line of people coming back down the mountain as soon as the, um, as soon as the sun went down. Our favorite parts of Mauna Kea and stargazing were first and foremost, how bright the stars were even though the moon was half full at the time, the, the stars just would pop out and they were so bright. But the moon was also so bright. And like I said, it was half full and it still cast shadows. It was amazing. We love that you could, we could almost see the Milky Way. And when I say almost see, you know how you don't, when you don't look straight at something and you can see it, That's how we could almost see the Milky Way, but it was it was too there was too much light from the moon that made it difficult to see it. But the volunteers there told us that the best time to see the Milky Way is the new moon in August. So that's our next trip. We're going to plan it around being able to see the Milky Way they have a wonderful story. I don't know if it's cute or crazy, but it's about invisible cows. So definitely ask them about the invisible cows. And there's a t-shirt you can get there that my son thought was hilarious and got. And um, you'll also learn about it if you have the Shaka tour. So ask about the invisible cows. Here's our travel tip from Mauna Kea. It will be the first time we went to Mauna Kea, it was about 30 degrees and it was so cold. And this time was only 40, but the wind was so cold. So bring something warm to wear. Even if it's just like a towel from your hotel room, it's better than nothing. They do have a little gift shop there with um, warm clothes and gloves and hats and, and blankets. But come prepared. It is going to be cold. While well, the Big Island isn't what you necessarily think of when you think of Hawaii, it should be. It is quiet, the people are wonderful, and there are so many things to see and do for your whole family. Let me know if you have any questions about the Big Island, but now it's time for Troopers Tips for Kids. My parents keep trying to get me to snorkel, and I do not like it. The tube that goes straight to my lungs freaks me out. But before we went on on this trip, my mom found the perfect thing on Amazon. It's called the Tortuga. She'll link it in in the show notes. It's a floating sea window that you can use to see fish and rocks. I loved it. I didn't have to to put my face in the water or anything. But one tip would be don't push your face up again up to the window on a wavy day because you'll get water up your nose that actually happened twice now that's troopers tips for kids today peace out thanks for listening if you like this podcast be sure to share it with your friends or even leave a review so others can find it follow us on instagram at ready.set.depart this is ashley with ready set depart Remember, traveling with your family can be a disaster, but it doesn't have to be. See you next time.